We're back, baby. Welcome to Houndcast Season 6. This season, we will interview a number of our Shining Lights Award recipients. Moravian University's Alumni Association will present our Shining Lights Awards on Friday, April 21st, which recognizes alumni and community partners who have gone above and beyond in their field or partnership. In this episode of Houndcast, I interview Gary Martell, class of 1976 and parent of 2007, who's receiving the Halpert Humanitarian Award. Gary worked at the Boys Club of Bethlehem for 42 years and played an intricate part of moving the organization forward. Gary joined the Boys Club, now the Boys and Girls Club of Bethlehem, movement in 1977 and started as a part-time bookkeeper. His passion for athletics and engaging young people matched perfectly with the work of the mission. He wore many different hats and took on a variety of responsibilities throughout his years from administrative and programmatic positions. In the 80s, he took the role of assistant executive director and in 2008 was selected as the club's executive director. He served in that position for 11 years and finally retired in 2019. Gary is one of the sweetest people I've ever met, and I had such a good time chatting with him. So with that, I hope you enjoy this episode of Houndcast. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. We're really excited for our Shining Lights Awards and the fact that you were receiving the Halpert Humanitarian Award. Literally, it's overwhelming. <laughs> think about it, and I've actually talked to my wife about it, who also graduated from Moravian, and my oldest son, who came here and he played football here, and he said the same thing. He said, it's unbelievable. That's such a wonderful award. Yeah, well, so. you've, you've done so much in the community. It's no wonder that you're getting it, um, but we'll dive into exactly why in, a, in just a second. Could you give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself, uh, where you grew up, and then how did you make it to Moravian? Uh, my name is Gary Martell. Uh, I grew up, I was born in uh, Philadelphia, the youngest of four boys, come from an Irish Catholic family. Growing up, my mom was one of a lot of children. All four of my grandparents came from Ireland. We used to always have picnics and parties and things like that with my cousins, you know, throughout the year. Your house must have been uh, very loud growing up. Yeah, we grew up uh, on what was called Duffield Street, and uh, it was it was a, a, a really a great place. It was back then you could play uh, all kinds of things in the street and everything, and me and my brothers and all of our neighbors, we used to play wire ball, and we also played box ball in the streets, and we did all that, and it was, it was inc incredible. I went to six years of St. Bartholomew's Catholic School where I was a little page boy and a little choir boy, and then we moved when I was in sixth grade, and obviously my older brothers were uh, in school and other places, but we moved and we went to Our Lady of Ransom, which is up on Calvert Street, and I became a little altar boy there. Uh, I went to a year of public high school, Woodrow Wilson High School, and then uh, went on to Frankfurt High School where I played football, basketball, baseball, and ran track for three years, sophomore, junior, and senior year. And it was unbelievable. I mean, the, the friends that I made down there, the coaches that I had, 
Yeah, so then going to Frankfurt High School for three years, it was tremendous and I had good coaches and everything. I spent weekends at schools, uh, you know, I would get on an airplane, fly to this school, that school, and, and we were trying to figure out what school I was going to go to. And then it turned out my grades weren't good enough, my SAT scores weren't good enough. So my dad said, okay, Gary, this is what we got to do. So we drove six hours away to a place called Staunton, Virginia, and I enrolled at Staunton Military Academy and spent a year down there, and it was absolutely incredible. Um, obviously, you're, you're homesick and things like that when you first start. We went through, I guess it was 28 days of boot camp, and then uh, we had 21 straight days of, of triple sessions in football, and then football season started, and it was amazing. I mean, it wasn't like any other time when I was in school because all you did was your military stuff in the morning and then you went went to your classes, went to your classes all day and then when classes were over, you went to whatever practice you were going to and then you had some kind of military at night and then you had to be in bed and asleep by a certain time and that was it. You know, And obviously you got three meals a day too. So when I ended up graduating from there, um, I really changed my life completely because coming out of high school, my SAT scores and my grades weren't good enough to get me in most of these colleges that were recruiting me. And now I doubled my SAT scores. So then, again, my dad and my brothers were asking, well, what do you think you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think I want to go to those schools. He wouldn't take me before. So it ended up my dad knew somebody who was a cousin of Coach Rocco Calvo. And he said, you know what? He said, I know a guy that coaches up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. He said it was only 55, 60 miles away. He said, let's go up there and take a look at this. So me and my dad came up, and we were sold, and that was it. And two weeks later, I was here for training camp, and it started and four years at Moravian, and then just unbelievable. The, the first best thing that happened to me was being on the football team and meeting all these great guys and everything. And the next best thing that happened to me was maybe a month or two into it, uh, a bunch of us on the football team were told to go out to this house out on Johnston Drive. Homecoming was coming up. They said we had to help. We put everything together and everything. And I met this young girl from Bethlehem named Barbara Hassler. And she became my girlfriend. And many years after that, she became... My wife and we're 45 years, it'll be another 46 years this June. Uh, all five of our kids, we had five kids, they all went to college and they all got you know, good jobs. And in fact, my oldest son, Sean, he actually came here to Moravian. He played here, he was the captain and the MVP his senior year also. So that's how I got here and it was an unbelievable ride. It really, really was. Yeah, really yeah. Tremendous. That's amazing. You know, it's, it's nice to hear that even when you don't expect your life to go a certain way, you know, you were, went away to a military school and it just changed your life. So yeah. that's, uh, that's pretty inspiring for people who feel a little bit lost, I'm sure. Um, so I know your son graduated in 2007. Right. How was it being a Moravian parent compared to a Moravian student? Uh, it was different and I guess the best part about it was that I was also a, f a football coach because I had been coaching for a long time, and, and he was on the football team, and it was incredible. You know, be, he played at Bethlehem Catholic High School, and, and then now he was here at Moravian, and in the end, he ended up 
like me at the end of it, he was captain and the MVP his senior year, just like I was. And it was, he loved the place. He, he stayed at home the first year, but then he lived with some of his buddies here in Bethlehem. They rented rooms and things like that. And it was tremendous. And he's gone on to have a very good life also. He's a high school coach and he's a teacher and everything like that. Doing really, and all five of our kids are doing very, very well also. Aww. Yeah. So I know you live right around uh, Moravian's campus, uh, so it's nice that you're still here and experiencing just everything that Bethlehem has to offer. Mm -hmm. While you were here, what was one of your highlights, um, whether it's a story or um, particular experience? I guess getting here as a freshman was it was really, really amazing. I just loved it the first day we got the training camp and there we are going through, you know, football camp and everything like that. And then it, it really was, I didn't need my brothers to say this to me, but they did like my second year, my sophomore year, and then even beyond that, because they came to all my games. Well, and my mom and dad did also, either they were home or, or away, and they would, you know, spend time with us after the games and things like that. And I just felt like, wow, this place is so special. I mean, the coaches were tremendous. The players were tremendous. Uh, I, I never played, and I played football even after I left Moravian, and I never played on a football team that had the brotherhood like we had here at Moravian College football. It really, really was tremendous. And uh, then I was away for you know parts of two, or two years, actually. And then when I came back, Coach Calvo, he literally – I, I was playing golf here. I was up with Barbara, and we were talking about some things. I was out playing golf, and I ran into Coach Calvo, and he said, what's up, Gary? And I said, well, I said, I'm done playing, Coach. I'm not going to play anymore. He says, why don't you come and coach with us? You know? So I started coaching, and that was in 1974. So this, this coming year will be 50 years since I started coaching here oh. in Moravian. And it's really been – I can tell you honestly, I, I've talked to people whose – Sons have played at other schools and things like that, and, and we, we recruited them. They decided to go somewhere else. And guys whose sons did come to play here, and they literally say, oh, my gosh, Martel, you were so right about the brotherhood at Moravian College and Moravian College football. And that's what we are. That's what this place is. It's, it's incredible. The colors blue and gray are my favorite colors. I mean, it, it, uh, when I was in high school, we were we were uh, red, blue, and gray at Frankfurt High School, and, and you know, but it was just incredible. And the friends that I made, the teammates that I had, the guys that I've got to coach over the years—it's really been an unbelievable, unbelievable ride. Yeah. How long were you coaching here? This year, right now, 2023 will be my 50th year since I started. Oh, you're still coaching. Yeah, I started in 1974. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. Definitely yeah. making a very high impact on Moravian, which also explains the Shining Lights Award that is very deserving. So uh, switching into the Shining Lights Award, I know that you worked at what was the Boys Club, now the Boys and Girls Club of <clears throat> Bethlehem for 42 years. You began as a bookkeeper and moved all the way up as a director. Uh, and that you opened eight to nine sites in Bethlehem. What has the Boys Club meant to you over all of these years? It was uh, relatively incredible how I ended up getting the job. I applied for a job here in Bethlehem um, as the, like the 
the person in charge of activities and athletics at the Blind Association here in Bethlehem, okay? So what I did, we had the interview, and then they said, okay, we're going to let you know, and we'll have a second interview within, you know, two or three weeks or things like that. And I said, okay, fine. After the first interview, and I went down to my mom and dad's house in Philadelphia because there's a school down there called the Upsal School for the Blind. And I said, you know what, I just want to see what goes on and see what happens. And, was, and I, I volunteered if I could help for a week or so, and I did. It was one of the most unbelievable times of my life to go through to see these, these young people, mostly young kids, who can't, they can't see. So I ended up getting a second interview, and there's me and one other person sitting in the room, okay? And I'm talking to this guy this whole time, and he never, never once looks at me, you know? He's quite, all the time just looking at the, the ground or something like this or looking over here, and I'm going, and I, ne I never asked him. I never said anything to him, but they, they come out. We're just, we were in there like 20, 25 minutes, maybe a half hour, and then they said, okay, all right, Gary Martell, you're first. You come on in for your interview. So I said, okay. So they took me in, and they started asking me questions, and I said, you know what? I said, we got to stop this right here. And they said, why? What's the matter? And I said, well, I said, there's only two of us. There's only two finalists. I said, the other finalist is blind. I said, he's not going to have the opportunities that I'm going to have. I said, so why would I take this job over him? And he, he's very, very capable. He, he should be the one to get this job. And he said, Gary, you're going to get this job. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I'm taking myself out of it. And I said, I, I appreciate everything. I said, okay, I'm going. I took the thing off and I, I left. I walked outside. I said, good luck, my man. I saw it in the paper a week later, he ended up getting a job and he stayed there for quite a while. The most amazing thing is one of the people on the committee was on the board of directors for the Boys and Girls Club, for the Boys Club of Bethlehem, okay? And they had this job opening as the bookkeeper. And so somebody called me up and they said, hey, Gary, Mr. Martell, we, ended, we saw you were interviewed for this job and you were getting chose for it and you did this, you did that. And they said, we'd like to get you in here to interview for this. So they interviewed me and literally like two hours after the interview, they said, we want to give you the job. And I got the job as the bookkeeper and it was incredible. I, I literally only had the job as the bookkeeper for about five, six, seven months. And then they said, okay, you're going to keep the bookkeeper's job, but we're also going to put you in charge of the Southside Club. So we're going to do both of these things. And I'm like, how am I going to do that? And they were like, ah, you'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. So then, okay, they moved me around. And maybe a year later, we ended up hiring a bookkeeper, and then they moved me to the Northeast Club, which was the bigger one. I took over there, and then we literally opened, I think you said eight or nine. I think it was seven or eight that we, oh, we opened up here in Bethlehem. We opened them all over. I started working with the city. I started working with the housing authority, and we were able to open clubs all over, and I got help from the city. It wasn't like we had to raise all the money. Going through this, when you get to the point where you're going to retire and you say, okay, we're going to move on, we're going to go do something else and this and that, things like this had happened to me now and then, you know, but from the time I decided I was going to retire and people started hearing about it, these young men, mostly it was young men, they would come to me, they would stop at the club and they would say, Gary, I have to tell you, I heard you're leaving. They said, if it wasn't for you, I'd be dead or in jail. 
They said, you were the one that kept us off the streets. You were the one that kept us away from the gangs. You were the one that kept, kept us away from the drugs and the alcohol and things like that. And I'd be like, oh, my. I mean, literally, I would, I'd stop at Wawa to get something to eat or something, and I'd run into somebody. Hey, there's Gary. How you doing? And they'd, they'd, in the midst of all these people, like, Gary, you're the guy that saved my life. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, what the heck? But it was just, it was, I never thought about it at the time, and now all of a sudden it, this all came up, and I'm thinking, wow. And it literally comes back to, it goes back to my athletic career and my being a Moravian College Greyhound because I learned so much about the brotherhood and about helping people and about taking care of people and things like that. And it, it's literally outside of meeting my wife here in college, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me that I got that job and I was able to, for me, I was just doing my job. I wasn't thinking about what was going on. I would get up every morning, get over there. Did I ever work eight hours? No, <laughs> not, not a chance, no. Nine, ten, uh, who, who knows, you know. But, the th and then you still hear about it. Now you run into somebody. Uh, to think that you could have that kind of impact on somebody, on all these young men, it's absolutely incredible. And it's not even something, it's not, you know, you give yourself goals and say, okay, we got to do this, we got to, that's not something I did. It's just like, okay, that's what we got, so we'll go from there. And it, 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 it's very, very humbling to me. It really, really is. It's like getting put in the Moravian Hall of Fame. That's very humbling to me, too. You know, making it to the top of the world in the game of football, that's very, very humbling. But I say this to myself all the time when I look in the mirror, just get out there and get it done and keep going and keep getting it done. Uh, it's just in inspiring how many people you've impacted, not just within the Moravian community, but Bethlehem as a whole. Uh, Bethlehem would be very different without you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you've, you know, created quite a legacy for yourself, you know, probably something you didn't expect when you first stepped onto campus originally. No. And, yeah. you know, all these years later, you're, you're still very much here. And again, such an impact. Thank you very much. It's, it means the world to me. It really, really does. And I just, I consider myself so very, very fortunate to have had these opportunities. If you had uh, any advice to give our alumni, specifically our younger alumni, um, what would that be? I guess I would start out by saying, you're going to get your graduation, you're going to turn the lapel over from one side to the other, and you're going to move on and this and that. But don't ever forget, don't ever let it leave you how important and what Moravian College has meant to you and how it has made such an impact on your life and how as we move forward, you're gonna be able to, to make a difference because of your, your experience, your, your, the things you've gotten here at Moravian College. And, and I, I'll say this to you guys, I, I don't say it to too many, but everybody's excited, even this football season, all saying, hey, Coach Martell, Moravian University, you're gonna love it, huh, you're gonna love it. And even like the people I see in, in town, things like that, Gary, Moravian University. My answer is always, uh, it was Moravian College when I graduated. <laughs> it, it'll stay Moravian College, okay? And, but th that's what I would say to them. Don't, don't let the things that are going to come up and pop up in life, don't let them get you down because of the opportunity 
that we all had and what we learned and what we're able to take with us to be a Moravian College Greyhound and try to make everything what it should be and better every single day of your life. That's what I would say. You are such a good role model. We are so lucky to have you. Thank you so much. On April 21st, you are going to be recognized for that Halpert Humanitarian Award. So we're excited to bring you onto campus and just um, show you off, make you feel special because you are so special. And we appreciate everything that you've done. Thank you. So uh, thank you so much for coming on to Houndcast. You're the first episode of season six. So you're kicking it off. Thank you very much. On a very high note. Um, is there anything else that you're, you're looking to share with, with the community or anyone specifically? I guess the thing, I, I don't really bring this up very often. I wish my mother was here, but she's up in heaven praying for me every day. And when I was about uh, maybe eight or nine years old, she said, I need to tell you something. You don't know this because I never told you. She says, but you were born three and a half weeks premature. And the doctors told me and your dad, he's not going to live very long. When I, get, when I got to be like two years old, they said, well, we don't know how much longer he'll live. When I got to be three years old, my mom said, they said, oh, he probably won't make it to four or five, or six or seven. And she said, Gary, when you made it to six or seven years old, they said, we don't know how long this kid's going to live. And there we were. And again, my mom would talk to me about it as, you know, getting into... Uh, Woodrow Wilson Junior High School and Frankfurt High School and then Military Academy and this and that. And she said, Gary, you can do this. You're not supposed to be here. You can do this, you know. That's what I would say to anyone that asked me about this. I wouldn't come right out and just say it to anyone, say, oh, this is it. I wouldn't tell that story unless I was asked. But don't let this world get you down. Don't let what this world throws at you and what people are thinking, you can't do this because... If you get after it, and thank goodness I had the kind of mother to take care of me and get me through the tough times and teaching me how to do it, don't let this world get you down. Be, just believe that you can do it, and one day is going to be better than the next day. So just keep going and keep getting it done, and, and your life will really turn out to be something, and hopefully you're going to be able to have a, an impact on other people in your lives also. Yeah, well, you're, you're a fighter through and through. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. That was really, uh, really nice. Real quick before we uh, wrap up, you told me about a time where you were playing football and you got hit and it hurt and you still went back in the game. You played. I'm not sure if you said you won or not. Yeah, we won. You won. Of course yeah. you won. Uh, and then afterwards you went to basically the infirmary and they told you you had eight ribs that were broken this was when I was in military school down in Virginia, and yeah, I guess I was back to pass, and guys were covered, and I took off, and I was running, and I got hit by like three guys, and I had all this pain. I was the kind of guy to say, I'm not going to take myself out of the game, so I continued playing. We finished the game and everything, and so afterwards, we got back back to the, our barracks and everything. We got a shower, and we're I'm talking to my two roommates. I say, guys... I said, I got so much pain, somebody's, somebody's got to take me to the hospital. They said, all right, what's this? So they went and they got one of the guys and they took me over. They took an x-ray and they said, you, you were playing football and you, can, you finished the game? And I said, yeah, why? And he said, Martell, you got eight broken ribs. 
Talk about a fighter. I said, what? <laughs> yeah, and thank goodness it was, a, it was the last game of the year. No, it was, it was one more game. And that's the only game I ever missed in my life. <laughs> so I, 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 I didn't make it to that one. And it was amazing. I, I, I thought as I got older and everything, I was going to have all kinds of pain there, but I, I haven't. Oh, man. Well, I could sit here and just listen to story after story, but uh, I know we have some other things to tackle, pun intended. Um, so again, thank you so much for, for joining us. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I'm, I'm very, very humbled that I'm going to be given this award.